Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Well, murder is an ugly thing, but when a police officer gets murdered, it's a really, really ugly thing. We have an opportunity now to speak to Kim Klinkenbrumer. Uh, she's going to come on the show along with the fiancé of Deputy Ryan Klinkenbrumer, who was shot back on September 16th. He was stopped at a red light outside the Palmdale Sheriff's Station, just 30 years old. A man who family members say is paranoid schizophrenic by the name of Katnia Salazar, apparently drove up next to... Uh, Ryan's patrol car and uh, shot him to death. And of course, just days later came the news from L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. He would not seek the death penalty in the killing of the deputy. Even a cold-blooded intentional murder uh, is not enough for Gascon to do what the law says should be done. These are the kinds of cases for the death penalty. So Kim Clickenbrumer is uh, the mother. Brittany Lindsay is the fiance. And let's get them on the line together. Kim and uh, Lindsay, thank you for coming on with us. Kim and thank Brittany, you for thank having you. Us. Um, thank you. Let, let's start by uh, either one of you, obviously both of you, tell our listeners about Ryan because it's really important that they know this man that was so important to you. Um, I, I guess I'll start because I'm mom. Um, he was just an honorable kid. He was very honest and trustworthy. He knew from a very early age that law enforcement was what he wanted to do. He's a fourth-generation L.A. deputy sheriff, and he wore that badge from the day he got it with honor. He was very proud of of the badge and very proud of his profession, and he served the people of Palmdale with that pride. Did he talk much about the danger of his job? He did. He knew that he knew that every day he he put that badge on there was that chance that 
something could go wrong. But every day he put it on proudly and he went to work proudly. Um, it's a risk we all I, that every law enforcement officer takes. And he really liked, he really liked law, his job, huh? He loved his job. He loved his job. And his fiance can tell you how much he loved his job. Brittany. But, yeah, Brittany let's talk to Brittany about, uh, about Ryan. Tell us more. He's just the most caring, thoughtful person that you'd ever meet. Um, just always wanted to take care of everyone. Um, Again, like she said, loved his job. He went to work every day with a smile on his face. Um, you know, I would sit and pray every night that he'd come home safely. You know, and he would just tell me, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, this is what I signed on to do, and I love doing it. And he, he just he was just excited to go to work every day. I mean, I, I don't know anyone who is that happy to go to work. And he, he did, and he loved it. Um, he's just a very hardworking person and just wanted to make sure that I was taken care of. Yeah, you two must have had quite a life plan together, huh? Yes, we did. You know, we talked about, you know, even that day before he went to work, like, I remember sitting in the kitchen with him and we were talking about how many people we were going to invite to our wedding, ending our engagement party. Um... And I mean, just we already had like a semi picked out. Um, it was going to be the following September, and we already talked about kids' names. Like we had our future planned, and it was just taken away. Kim, uh, talk about how you feel about the state that the whole region is in, Los Angeles County, with what's going on. Uh, including Gascon's role here. Yeah, the criminal justice system, right? I mean, I mean, you you are now unfortunately one of the victims, and that's a whole different perspective than most is, of the rest of us a, have. It's a totally different perspective, and um, it's you know, I did some. I to say I didn't do soul searching for the first twenty four hours because I've always been taught that you give yourself that twenty four hour rule before you try to make harsh comments, but. After the, I just want to make it clear that we were not front loaded to the charges that were going to be filed. We found out when the nation found out. Nobody told us ahead of time. So we stood in as much shock as the world did to hear the charges and to hear the DA say that if I thought Ryan, it would bring Ryan back, I would seek the death penalty. Well, we're not stupid. We're all human beings, and we know that Ryan's not coming back. But the state of California voted for the death penalty. And for two individuals to take the death penalty off the table when the rest of us voted for it is ridiculous. And I'm not going on political party, and I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. The people of Los Angeles and the people of the state of California need to open their eyes and start filling in the right bubbles that, for people that are going to protect victims of crime. We now have a cashless bail in a lot of L.A. County. So you're telling these criminals, you do what you want, you're going to get a ticket, and you get to go home. What is society coming to? And I have to bury my son 
in four days. And I, as a taxpayer, am paying for the man who killed my son. Every day he sits in jail, and now he's getting his medicine for free. So his parents are sitting there doing whatever they want to do, and they have their son, and I don't have mine. And that's okay? He made a choice. He chose to pull that trigger on that gun and take my son's life. There needs to be consequences. Yeah, the majority of voters in California voted for the death penalty and has reaffirmed it several times, knowing that the death penalty doesn't bring the victims back. So it's a completely phony issue. Nobody debates exactly. that issue. Oh, it's insulting, Kim, that he said that what he said about it wouldn't bring your son back. It's just a ridiculous cliche from the past that we hear over and over again from these types. Almost, almost really shaming you. It's like, why are you bringing the, yeah, this completely. up? It's not going to bring him back. And I was disgusted. Are you, have you been, you I'm not bringing my son back. Have you been following this DA and his wrecking of the criminal justice system in L.A. County, or is this something that you were just aware of after all this? No. Obviously, coming from a law enforcement family, you know what's happening. I know what's happening. It's not right. But it started back, you know, when he was working with Newsom. And Newsom doesn't believe in it. And if you look on the, I believe it was the KTLA app, they had Newsom quoting there was a big quote on how he doesn't believe that the death penalty solves anything. He doesn't believe it's a it's a uh, irreparable act. Well, what this gentleman did to my family is an irreparable act. Uh, can you both hang on? I don't for have my seg- son anymore. Can you both hang on for What's another that? segment? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that's Kim Klinkenbrumer. She is the mother of L.A. County Sheriff's Deputy Ryan Klinkenbrumer, who was shot to death just over two weeks ago, stopped in his patrol car at a red light just outside the Palmdale Sheriff's Station. Also with us is uh, Ryan's fiance, Brittany Lindsay. We'll talk more to them when we come back, but you hear Kim sounding off about the decision not to pursue the death penalty against Ryan's killer. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM640. We are talking with uh, Kim Klinkenbrumer. Her son, Ryan Klinkenbrumer, was an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy who was shot and killed when he was stopped at a red light just outside Palmdale Sheriff's Station back on the 16th of September. We also have on his uh, fiance, Brittany Lindsay, and they're talking about uh, Ryan. And we've been talking about George Gascon. Uh, announcing publicly that there would be no death penalty. And Lindsay, I'm sorry, Brittany, if I, I wanted to get your reaction. We just heard from, from Kim uh, to Gascon uh, and his uh, no death penalty declaration. Yeah, I just, I was in shock when he made that statement. Um, I mean, am I surprised? Not really. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, this guy... I mean, yes, you can blame mental health um, and, you know, anyone who commits a crime at this point, we can say probably has some some form of mental health. Um, But at the end of the day, he still made a choice to drive over and to shoot my fiance in the head. Um, An ugly, ugly way to go out. So I think that the death penalty shouldn't even be a question. Um, You know, this guy's meds weren't being monitored. So if he was really severely 
you know, that mental, he should have been taking meds. Um, and, you know, I just want to also make a statement that my fiance was not doing anything wrong at the time. He wasn't being reckless. He was simply sitting in his car innocently and his life was taken away from him. Um, so I think the death penalty should be a hundred percent justice um, for our family. Let me ask both of you, because now that we know that mental illness may enter into this, we may have a situation where, you know, he's going to plead some form of insanity. Supposedly he's paranoid, schizophrenic, the killer of Ryan. And he could end up just in state hospitals. He could be out. He's only in his 20s. He could be out in, in, in short order, the way they do things when it comes to uh, holding people in mental institutions. Hey, Kim, how do you feel about that? It's disgusting to even think that. It's, it's, I, I, I can't even fathom that this individual could be back on the streets. And that's, that's on the table. I mean, it's very true because, as Mr. Gascon said, we are going to try to seek life in prison without parole. We're going to try. And you you probably know where life in prison without parole is going these days. Uh, Gascon himself has talked about how 15 years should be enough for any crime. Uh, They don't really want people to stay in prison for the rest of their lives. And that's disgusting. And, and, And again, I will go back to it's not a political party. We need to go back to what's right and what's wrong. And when you commit a crime, you've made a choice. I don't care if the crime is petty theft burglary, assault, or murder. You made a choice. You need to pay the price for that choice. And I know mental health is, they're saying he was schizophrenic. Well, then that goes on to the parents too. If you weren't giving him his meds or how was there guns in the house? That's a whole nother issue. Yeah, the parents are very culpable in all this because he wasn't getting his meds and there were guns in the house and all that's inexcusable. And I really don't think anyone should put up with these excuses anymore from the family members. No, we we shouldn't. We shouldn't even have to. But but with, with, with charges like that being given, they're enabling the parents to say that. You know, they said that they tried. I think the mom said that she tried to reach out to the sheriff's department to help her help her son and they didn't do anything well nobody helped me raise my son nobody helped me raise my other kids my i have two boys that are law enforcement officers they didn't help me raise my kids i raised my children maybe she should have done more to raise her child it's not anybody's fault we have to stop deflecting and take responsibility yeah there's more to this story because uh, very few paranoid schizophrenics shoot cops dead. So this is being used as a, as a cover to excuse uh, really exactly. evil behavior. Yeah, exactly. And, and, it's being enabled. And we have to stop letting our politicians and our people in office use excuses for behavior. You don't just wake up one morning and decide to shoot someone and kill them. You, that's, that's planning. That's, you know, there's technique in that. And Kim, going back to something you said at the beginning of the interview, L.A. County D.A.'s office did not reach out to you to talk about the charges against the murder of your son? 
Not one time. We were moving our, my son and her fiancé from the coroner's office to the mortuary. We were asked if we would attend the press conference, and we said yes. And we were never told a single thing prior to standing on that stage with the district attorney. So Nothing. You, you were blindsided when he said we weren't that he wasn't going to seek the death penalty. You had no idea that was coming. Completely. Oh, no idea. Terrible. Now, this DA is not it's about awful. victims. No, he's not no. about victims. No, he doesn't care about you either. No. And you if, are, and uh, if, if anything, I exactly. He doesn't care about our family. He doesn't care about the fiance that my son had to leave behind. And and the only time I've seen a bigger smile on my son's face than receiving and putting on his badge for the very first time was when he got down on one knee and proposed to her. And for that to be taken away, and you tell me that his life doesn't matter, is absolutely ridiculous. And people in the state of California, and especially in Los Angeles County, need to wise up. When that ballot comes out, they need to fill in a different bubble, because this man is not helping any of us. If you're a small business owner and you get broken into, he's not going to help you. He's going to aid the people that break in. He doesn't care about victims. He needs to go be a public defender somewhere. He should not hold the office that he holds. And he's got lots of challengers. Our condolences, and you said services for your son are later this week? Services are Thursday at 930 at the cathedral, um, where he's going to go out with honor. Every honor that he deserves. I'm sure there's going to be a huge turnout. Our condolences Kim Klinkenbrumer and and Lindsay, uh, Brittany Lindsay, thank you both for coming on. And we appreciate it. Uh, you can be sure that uh, virtually everybody in our audience feels uh, feels your pain uh, very strongly, and they're going to be thinking you of you this us. week. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you for coming on. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken show KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. We're on from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, uh, John Cobalt show on demand on the iHeart app. And we want to take a few minutes, pause our regular programming, because uh, we'd like to replay uh, a piece done to commemorate David Goldstein's career at uh, Channel 2 and Channel 9 here in Los Angeles. 34 years, uh, most of them as an investigative reporter, and you've seen all his investigative pieces. We had him on many, many times uh, previewing the pieces, we play the pieces, we talk about them the next day. And they were, it was, he was the only guy doing this on a regular basis, I, as far as I know anywhere. I'd never seen anything like this. And I, I, I know it was a difficult job uh, for him because he'd have to spend a lot of hours on stakeouts in an unmarked van. Uh, and uh, But he caught a lot of city workers, for example, famous one, the... Uh, City workers going to the strip club while on duty, DWP guys, uh, uh, city agencies throwing away food that were supposed to feed the homeless. And these are just some of the recent ones that come to mind. And uh, one, of his, uh, one of his news directors also was going through the list. Um, in any event, here is a rundown of David Goldstein's career. And uh, also we're going to talk to David afterwards. David Goldstein, this is your life. This guy is like a thug. You suck, by the way. I don't give a what you do. It's your word for me. Before David made a name for himself in Los Angeles. Hey, I'm David Goldstein, a reporter with Channel 2 News. He began perfecting his SIG out in Harrisburg, Virginia. David Gordon reporting. <laughs> Wait a second. I forgot what my opening line was. <laughs> win. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Next, Jacksonville, Florida. Then, Miami. Drop dead? Yeah. Why is that? Where he developed a thick skin for his next gig, New York City. Oh, what's up, dude? How you doing? And with our hidden camera, here's how easy it is to buy drugs on Wall Street. Yep, that's Goldie, undercover. 
getting a shoe shine. You know anyone around selling any coke right now? David's played a crucial role at CBS2 and KCAL 9 News, covering LA's biggest stories, like the LA riots. They're all thankful the fire department has arrived. OJ, are you a suspect? The OJ trial. Mr. David, I told you before he wasn't going to say anything. I know you got to ask a question, but give us a break. Officials say this was the area that was ground zero for the Scud missile. And reporting on the Gulf War from Jerusalem. Another witness. While some are willing to answer his questions. He said, hey, man, the lady's walking right up the street. Others, not so much. You're not the police, so you. You brought up being frugal. Let me just talk to you one second. I can't, man. I got nothing to say to you. You got nothing to say? Nothing. How come? It's not true. true. None of it's true? Nope. I got video, man. We got you going into the strip club. Mr. Baker, you left your wine over here, sir. Mr. Baker, you left your 12 bottles of wine. Well, you've got to give it to David. He's the reporter who never backs down. Don't stand in front of my camera, sir. Don't put your hand on the camera. Hey, 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 don't put your hand on the camera. It was not a party. It was a professional promotional event. It was a party. It was a professional promotional event. It's not a yacht. It is a yacht. It's about... Why won't you show it to us? I'll show it to you right no, now. No, no, wait a minute. I'll I asked you right no, now, sir. No. I'll show... Excuse me. Listen, you want to take my phone down? And when they see Goldie coming, it's time to get moving. Well, what about the vets? Come on, Jason. We've been grateful to have an investigative reporter like David Goldstein on our team, willing to do what it takes to expose fraud and corruption. And when it comes to safeguarding taxpayer dollars, $10.2 million, no one's been more vigilant. So you're getting a manicure using the LAPD BMW. David has been a friend of mine for 35 years. I know I speak for the entire KCAL News team as we bid him a fond farewell. And that was Pat Harvey. <laughs> that was your life. It was. That in was three minutes. Of your life <laughs> in three minutes. You know, Goldie, um, I just want to point out, there's so many things that you have done for this city. And whether you know it or not, I mean, people say, oh, that David Goldstein, but at the same time, they are so grateful because you were the one who would go out and not only ex expose corruption, fraud, get information that helped the taxpayers of this city. I remember that red light camera investigation you did. David Goldstein made it, uh, folks, where there are no more red light cameras in, in Los the Angeles. City, Tell us about that. You, well, that. Uh, you know, they were making a lot of money off red light tickets mm -hmm. and people were complaining about it. And the city always said, oh, they make the streets safer. So we did an analysis of accidents on the corners where they had red light cameras for six months or eight months before the cameras were installed to six or eight months after the cameras and showed there were actually more accidents after the cameras were installed because people saw that there was a camera, they would they slam on their brakes and the person behind them didn't expect them to slam on their brakes. So it's, it's little things like that that I'm proud of, that Big the things. city uh, took those away. Uh, pet stores, we did an investigation mm, on really how they were abusing uh, dogs and cats in some pet stores. Um, and then they banned, uh, the city banned the sale of dogs and cats in pet stores, uh, partly due to our investigation. So it's things like that and, and, and all of these pretty much came from tips from viewers who saw something and said, hey, this isn't right. Let me call and let me email them. And, you know, we were able to do some of those investigations.
I, I think I told you this, that, that one of the most frightening things for me is when you showed up in Israel during the Gulf War in the 90s and he had on a, ga a gas mask. That made my heart stop. Yeah. I was really scared for you. But you were in, intrepid, incredulous. David, when we met 30... 34 years ago. Did you expect that you'd be here now? Of course not. No one in this business, uh, or I don't know, any business you expect to yeah. be there so long. I mean, it went like a flash. You it know, does. I, now that I say that, and I'm looking you know, in, at your beautiful wife, Dorothy, and your, your, your son, Nash, over, over there, and I just remember when, um, when you got married, your wedding, when Nash was born. But we used to have a lot of fun together. We still will. We but. still do. And, and people, and, and we use the term family a lot in this business, but truly, we have been the best of friends for my 34 brother, years. My brother. Ben. Yeah. I'm going to miss seeing you every day. I'm going to miss seeing you coming in the doors. I miss seeing you too. Sitting on the set and just all those little, any question I had or concern, I talked to you and get wisdom, and you really were like a brother I'm going to miss me. seeing you coming in the newsroom every day, and, but we still... You know, we're going out to dinner after the <laughs> 6 o'clock broadcast. We're still going to see each other. We will. And, we will. Uh, but you know, we talk about retirement, and I'm going to set it straight. I, I'm not calling it a retirement. I'm going to take a break for a while and uh, see uh, if there's a next, next chapter out there. All right, David Goldstein, and that was the tribute uh, that they did on uh, Channel 2 and Channel 9, KCAL News last night with Pat Harvey. And uh, really the best investigative reporter I've ever seen on television. And uh, we really, uh, we ran a lot of his reports. And all we had to do is run them. Could, could not improve on that. And it was a lot of it was street theater. It was funny. Because when people got caught, especially random anonymous government workers, when they saw him and the camera coming, and they would take off and run. And then the gobbledygook from the idiot bureaucrats trying to explain something that was indefensible and, and inexplicable. It's just classic stuff. I, I wish there was like a collect. They had to sell like some kind of collection. Maybe have a YouTube channel of the best of David Goldstein. He won th more than 15 Emmy Awards. He got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the L.A. Press Club and the Radio and Television News Association of Southern California. Uh, if, if you watched his uh, investigations over the years on Channel 2 and Channel 9, you saw the best guy in America for this. And uh, we're going to talk to him coming up. Do we have him? Is he coming in? Because I, I know he's really busy today. And I think we're going to have him on next. On the John Cobalt Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. David Goldstein uh, retired yesterday after 34 years at uh, Channel 2 and Channel 9, KCAL News and KCBS. Uh, he was the investigative reporter for most of those years and just, just the best the best reporter of his kind uh, I've ever seen in the whole country. And uh, let's get him on here. David. John, how you doing, man? Thank you for the kind words. Uh, I'm so glad you had some time to come on because I know uh, everybody wants to get a piece of you today. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm really... I got nothing but time. Yeah. I got, I'm really going to miss you. I thought your reports <sighs> were just... They were, first of all, they were entertaining. They were so funny. Uh, because you'd always have these like, government workers running across parking lots trying to get away after you caught them wasting time on the taxpayer's clock because they were out buying things or they the, the, that that who who was uh, the group that was at the strip club 
at like 11 o'clock in the morning? Uh, DWP. 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 I have told him going to the strip club. I've told that story so many times to uh, friends and family. Weren't they stacking beer cups next to uh, the table? If I remember. No, we never got video inside. It was too dark, but they were drinking and driving uh, the, the trucks. Uh, right. That we, we found them doing. But you always need a good character in a story, I always felt. And, and many of these stories lent, it, uh, lent themselves to good characters. Whether the good character is, uh, you know, the city worker or whatever, or even the mayor uh, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, officials. So uh, good characters make a great story. Another part I enjoyed when you'd have the supervisors, the administrators trying to explain something that was indefensible, and they would give you all this exactly. bureaucratic gobbledygook, and you would just sit there with a straight face. It, it, <laughs> you know, they were all prepared. They had their media people, and you could tell they knew exactly. <laughs> they were going to give the answer. No matter what question I asked, they would give the same answer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you work your way around that, and you you. you Sort of make them look stupid by yeah, giving yeah. the same answer all the time, no matter what my question is. You must have been tempted just to say, cut the crap, you're full of it. <laughs> Most of the time you are. Yeah, I would not have had the <laughs> self-control. You are as well. Yeah, right. You're in the same boat. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just, uh, and, and, and just the, the outrage you would express at uh, whoever the target was you were chasing out in the street, <laughs> that you're incredulous. Oh, yeah, yeah, that you have to... Yeah, I, I try to put myself in, in the viewer's position. And the viewer's watching this going, holy you know, crap, what, what is going on here? You know, and that, that's my taxpayer money or that's my mayor or that's my, I'm paying, uh, you know, I just paid my electric bill last month and look at what these men and women are doing with the department. So I always try to put myself in the viewer's spot there and, and to show the absurdity of what, the, what we catch these people doing um, compared to what the average person can do. You know, the viewer is sitting there and they know that, you know, they're supposed to be at work at 9 o'clock, and if they get there at 9, 10, they get docked an hour's pay maybe. And here you see these people who clock in at 7.30 and go to breakfast at 8.15 and hit the road at 11.30 or 10.30. Yeah. They work for an hour and they go to lunch for two hours, and the viewer sitting there going, I can't do that. How it's many? Absurd. How many weeks would you put in to get one Classic package, right? Like one of those five, six-minute pieces. Yeah. yeah. How long would that take to it do? It depends, uh, you know, on the story, how lucky we are, how good the tip is that we get. Sometimes we uh, capture what uh, the tip uh, tipster tells us in the first day or two. Um, but even there, we'll go, okay, well, let's try to get it again and again. No matter when or how I got it, if we were trying to capture abuse, uh, I would always try to do it. I'd not try. I would insist upon doing it two, three, or four times because everyone has a bad day. Right. And, and if you're you're not feeling well and you want to sit in a coffee shop for two hours because your stomach's bothering you or whatever, I, I'm not going to hit you for that. But if you're doing it day after day after day, then it becomes uh, one of our investigations. Well, Deborah and I were just talking off the air how that it looks like a glamorous job, right? The investigative reporter exposing all the wrongdoing and corruption and whatnot. But I know you told me once that it can be really tedious sitting in that van all day waiting. Oh, it is. It is. And you're sitting in the van in summertime. It's 95 degrees out. Oftentimes we can't keep the engine on in the air conditioning because we're in an undercover van and people who see that 
that engine's running there. Um, so it, it is. It's tedious. Sometimes we, it's it's days before we get the shot, and and that's most of the time on, on our investigations. If it's a hidden camera investigation, I'll open the piece with that, and you'll see that shot two or three or four times in the piece. That might have taken us weeks to get that shot. Uh, but it's the you know beautiful 15-second open of the story, but that could have taken us weeks and sitting in a van and waiting and waiting and waiting. Well, it must have drawn huge audiences over the years because with all the budget cuts going on in TV news for so long, uh, you, you kept going for 34 years, and uh, they, they, they gave you a lot of freedom, and they gave you a lot of rope, and uh, you did magnificently. Really, it's one of the best TV careers I've seen. It, it, just, it, it was so much. It was so much fun to have you on all the time and promote it and to play them, uh, play the pieces and talk about it. You gave us a lot of material. Yeah, it, it was fun, and I still enjoyed it. Uh, you know, everyone's using the R word in retirement, and I, and I did not use that when I first announced this. Uh, it sort of morphed into that, but I don't look at look at it as retirement. I I, I want to step away for a while. Uh, take some time off with my wife, Dorothy, do some traveling uh, and see what, what, if anything, is out there afterward. Uh, I mean, I have some ideas of things that I want to do, not something that I want to jump into next week or after the first of the year. I want to take some time off and then see. Well, whatever your next adventure is, uh, uh, give us a call. And we'd love, love yeah, to. Yeah, I know you got a, you, you have an empty seat right across the I, studio. Right? I know. Any, anytime you want to come in, <laughs> please keep me company hey, I, for a while. Ken's gone. You're live, gone now. I would love to do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling abandoned here. Well, David, uh, enjoy whatever it is you, whatever it is you're going to be doing, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, David Goldstein, uh, KCAL. KCBS Channel 2 and 9, and uh, 34 years as investigative reporter. Just the, just the best ever. John Cobelt's show on KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobelt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, 
safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.